I don't know about you, but I'm still proud to be an American. It's a land where the foundation is freedom. Our founding documents reflect a firm dependence upon the truth of God. Lately, a lot of things seem to be really shaking that. But if there's one thing I know, it's that no matter what the polls and the politicians and protesters say, God is still on the throne. And I trust that if we will turn our hearts back to Him, that He can heal the wounds of our broken land. We'll spend the next few weekends talking about this and how God's people must still be the hope of the world for the generations to come and until Jesus comes back. Welcome to Faith Promise across all of our campuses. And whether you're here live or you're still online, welcome to one of our favorite weekends, which we call New Voices. Throughout the history of the church and God's people, men and women of all backgrounds have been tapped by the Holy Spirit to share fresh word to activate and mobilize the people of God. So if you've come looking for a spiritual experience or a word from God, you picked the perfect weekend. At every campus and every service, we'll have some new faces you may know and some faces you may not know. But every single one is an incredible man or woman of God. They are fired up, filled with the Holy Spirit and ready to share with you this weekend. As they make their way to the platforms, we're going to elevate them, which is one of our values. Come on, are you ready? Come on, are you ready for a fresh word? Are you ready for a spirit-filled voice? Then do me a favor, get on your feet and let these new voices know that you're ready. Let God know you're ready. Come on, everybody, jump to your feet and shout an amen. Come on, men and women of God, bring the heat. Yeah, good morning, Faith Promise. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Thank you all for being here this morning. If you don't know who I am and I haven't had the chance to meet you yet, let me introduce myself. My name is Steve Kerr, and I am the student pastor here at Faith Promise Pellissippi Campus. Good morning. Yes, we made it. We made it. We survived the 4th of July activities last night. And man, I don't know about your neighborhood, but my neighborhood was lit. Okay, all right, you too, you too. Hey, well, check this out. Just a little bit about me, just a little, because it's not about me, it's about him. Uh, I'm new to Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, It's a fact. We're working on our eighth month. We just moved here. My family and I just moved here uh, back in December uh, to to transition into this role. And there was a season, a long season of us praying and wrestling with what it was God was pulling us into, what he was leading us into. And I believe with my whole heart that God has purposed us here. He's purposed my family, myself. It's here because there's something great that is happening in Knoxville, Tennessee. Amen. My family uh, consists of four, there's four of us, and now you, you are also part of our family, but there's uh, my wife, Marcy, she's a nurse. If you haven't met her yet, uh, I would love for you to meet her. She's an amazing human being. And then we have two little boys, Israel and Nathaniel. They are four and six years old, so you know we're not getting a lot of sleep still. Let that be known. But we love it here, guys. We love it here. Now, listen, I was born and raised in southwest Detroit. Contrary to the song by Journey, there is no south Detroit. If you were born in south Detroit, you were actually born in the river. 
and you want to avoid the Detroit River, just saying. Um, but born and raised southwest Detroit and, and been there my whole life. And so this is the, the first move, the, you know, I'm praying the only move that God leads me into, if you can hear that one. Um, but we love it here. We love being here. The mountains are beautiful. Yeah, the mountains are, are amazing and beautiful. And my family and I actually, not too long ago, Marcy and I were just going for a walk um, up a mountain because that's what you do here. And she looked at me and she said, Steve, I mean, God has blessed us with this opportunity to be part of this place, to be in Knoxville, Tennessee, arguably one of the most beautiful places in our country. It's beautiful here. And not only is the landscape beautiful, but there's some other things that are amazing that we're enjoying, like barbecue. Y'all know how to cook barbecue, yes. We are loving the food. It has been amazing. I don't know if you can tell, but I really enjoy food. Easy. The other thing that's been happening is that we've made, we're making friends. Like I have, we have felt so welcomed and cared for, even through this weird season of COVID, this transition, the whole thing, it's been really weird. We have felt cared for by the leadership, by our neighbors. Uh, it, it's just been awesome. And so we appreciate that. We love being here. And then here's the other thing. I realized that this morning when I woke up and I put my socks on, the, the amount of orange that is in my wardrobe is consistently growing. So I guess now I'm a volunteer fan. Go Vols. <laughs> Cannot wait to experience a game live. I'm super excited, y'all. We are making this our home, and, and we're loving every minute of it. We're loving every minute of it. Getting to know you, getting to share life experiences with you, it's been amazing. But i got to share this thought with you because it's important. You see, as much as I love being here, and I do, I know that this isn't my final destination. This isn't my final destination. And because of that, I have to continuously remind myself that I live for an eternal purpose. I serve an eternal God. And my real place, my right place, my final destination is with him in heaven. Amen? In John 17, chapter 17, Jesus knew this and he prayed this for us. He said, God, just they are not of this world just as I am not of this world. So I have to remind myself of that. I love our country. I love this state. I love Knoxville, Tennessee. I love faith promise. But I am destined for eternity with God. Now, as good as that is, it doesn't mean that I'm exempt for being part of what God is doing here right now. You see, God has given us, he's given you and me talents. Talents. And you might be thinking like, oh my goodness, Steve, I have stood next to you during worship and singing is definitely not one of your talents. And I would say that's true, but he's given us talents. So what, is that, what that means is that we can leverage our talents. We can leverage the gifts that God has given us to go all in. To go all in. In the Old Testament, prophets were prioritized as being the ones who were speaking on behalf of God. And they weren't always what received, if you're not aware. But there's one prophet in the book of Jeremiah who brings a message to the Israelites at a time when conflict is rampant. You see, because of past choices, Israelites have been scattered. They've been scattered. And so God calls Jeremiah and anoints him and appoints him to share this message. We're going to be reading out of Jeremiah chapter 29. 
I'm going to read it for you, starting with verse 4. It says this. This is the message from God of the angel armies, Israel's God, to all of the Israelites of exile I've taken from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and make yourselves at home. Put in gardens and eat what grows in the country. Marry and have children so that you'll thrive in that country and not waste away. Make yourselves at home there and work for the country's welfare. Listen to this. Pray for Babylon. Pray for Babylon's well-being because if things go well for Babylon, they go well for you. We got to really understand what is going on in this message from God to the Israelites because it matters to us today. We have to fully understand what's going on. You see, the past choices of the Israelites have led them to this place where they're scattered and they know they're not where they belong. But God gives them instruction to go all in. Make yourselves a home. Serve your community. Have a family. Real quick, Faith Promise, I want to put a pin in that. I want to share something with you. Listen, if you're here this morning, if you're watching online, and you hear that and you think, well, I don't have a family, or my family doesn't look like everybody else's family or whatever it might be, listen, me too, my family looks different. You see, my sons are adopted, but they are my children. As I am God's child, they are my children. And if you are here this morning and you're feeling alone or you're feeling like you don't have a family, we will be your family. Have a family. Pray for our country's well-being because if things go well in Knoxville, if things go well in Tennessee, if things go well in the United States, they go well, go well for you. Now I know, and I can say this with confidence, that there is nobody in this room right now, there is nobody watching online right now that's not aware of the disunity that is overwhelming our country right now. You see, families have allowed politics and opinions to infiltrate family time. Just think about this for a minute. Just within your own mind, just think about this for a minute. If, if it's not your family, if it's not, you've not had this experience for yourself, think about it. How many families are in conflict right now because of a political difference? Political difference. Not that they disagree about the gospel, but a political difference. And there's conflict because of that. And it's so easy in this day and age to criticize Right? It's so easy to criticize people. But you know what we need right now? We need less criticism and more critical thinkers. We need more people to be inspired to think critically about serving the community because we have to fight against disunity. Proverbs 6, verse 16 says this, There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes. You know what haughty eyes is? That's, that's pride. And that's not pride like we have pr pride in our country or we're proud of our community or proud of faith promise for the families we feed and the people we care for. And that's that pride. Pride is a selfish pride. It's my desires and my wants matter more than your needs. 
That's what it means to have haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies. And listen to this faith promise, a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Only takes a second to hop on social media, turn the TV on, to watch some live broadcasts, to realize that all of these things are becoming a regular part of our culture. The politics of this country, the desire to be right, the need to be right, have infiltrated and become more prioritized and spiritualized in our families, in our families, in our communities, and in some of our churches. Last week, Pastor Chris said, you can't legislate hate out of the hearts of men and women. That's so true. We cannot legislate. If we could, we would, but you cannot. You also cannot legislate the real love of Jesus into the hearts of men and women. And that can be so frustrating. I don't know about you, but I know me. I want people to know and experience that real love of Christ so bad that I would do anything for that to happen. I have family members, people I love dearly, that I want them to know and experience the love, the freedom of the gospel so bad. If you're here this weekend, if you're listening online right now and you're not sure what you believe, maybe you've been hurt in the church or maybe it's confusing and overwhelming, I don't know what it might be, maybe you're just hearing this for the first time, here's what I want to say to you, keep coming. Keep coming, show up, show in, and participate because here's what I know. God will change your heart. He will change your heart. And I know that Faith Promise, we want so badly for for people who don't know that love of Jesus to experience it, but we can't make them believe it. But there is something we can do, and that is live it out. We can be the gospel in our families. We can be the gospel in our communities. We can share hope with the hopeless right now. Do do you understand? Do we fully grasp that? Because if we do, if we fully understand that, if we can comprehend that God has appointed us and anointed us to become, to be that, to share that gospel, then you know what happens? Sin, all sin, And I know, again, that right now our culture, we like to prioritize certain sin, like racism. We understand that God has equipped us and called us to be the remedy to that racism, to that sin, to all sin. And here's what I want you to hear. Listen to me very carefully. God's response to sin is twofold. One is the one that matters most, and that is Jesus Christ coming down from heaven onto earth and getting on that cross and paying for sin that was not his. He willfully got on that cross for my sin, and it's not his. The second part, the second part is us responding to that sin with him. To be the demonstration so that when black and brown brothers and sisters are feeling some sort of way or police are being undermined as they serve our community, we care for them. 
Because we can, church, we can care for all people. We don't have to pick a side. We pick the kingdom. That's what God has called us to do. We can be the church. We can be the church in our country, in our state, in our community. And parents, lean in. Our homes. Our homes. I've been a student pastor for, for a hot minute or five. And parents, I want you to hear me say this. Your student needs to see you living out the gospel. They need to see you living out the gospel. And we can be that church. We can be that representation for them. And I get it. I get it because I feel it often. It's so overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. The brokenness in this world is so overwhelming. Jesus, would you just come back because I can't do it anymore. I'm, I'm done. God, will you just come back? It's so overwhelming. But check this out. God gave us what we need right now to be the real love of Jesus Christ now in this community. Amen? You and I, we have that love to share. See, this is not our eternal home. This is not our eternal home. But God calls us to be his kingdom here, to be the representation in this land for this time, to prioritize, to care, to pray for our leadership, to pray for our neighbor, to care for them, to understand their needs and then be empowered and provoked to care for them. That's why at Faith Promise, we're burdened for the lost. We're burdened for those that are far from God, those that are hurting. We're burdened for them. So now I gotta ask you this really uncomfortable question that I would rather not ask you. And it's a question I have to ask myself daily. And I'm not asking you because I want to know or because faith promise has a box that needs to be checked. I'm asking you because if you call yourself a disciple of Christ, then you are on mission. How's that going, serving? How are you doing with that? How are you serving right now? How are you representing the kingdom of God here and now? How are you doing that in your home? How are you doing that in your home church? Are you serving? If not, I'd call that wasted talents. Matter of fact, Jesus gives us a parable that talks exactly about that, a wasted talents. You see, you gotta understand, we gotta understand, I gotta understand, God has called us to this time. To this time, right now, you are the person, you are the one that God has called and anointed and appointed for this time to share the gospel in your community with your children, with your coworkers, with your neighbors, right now. Right now. Wake up. Wake up. It's time for us to stop sleeping. It's time for us to stop depending upon other people to do it. And it's time to be the church. It's time that we demonstrate the real love of Jesus Christ to people. At Faith Promise, right before this weird COVID thing happened, and I called it weird, 
Every Wednesday, we would see close to about 600 people gather in this space for the purpose of demonstrating that real love to students. Did you know that over 90% of Christ followers make a decision to follow Christ before the age of 18? That means it matters. According to the last census in Knox County, there are 470,000 people, just over 470,000 people. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but that's over 90,000. 19% of them are are, are teenagers between the ages of 12 and 18. That's over 90,000 students that need to see and experience the real love of God here now. Do you hear me? There's people that need to hear and experience the real love of God right now. Another component to that census, over 90,000 of those numbers are kids under the age of 12. Think about all the families that those two groups of human beings represent. Can you imagine You want to talk about revival. Can you imagine what would happen if they experienced our representation of God's love now? God is calling us to serve our community. If you're not already serving, now is your time. That might be your next step, to go all in, to start serving. And if you're like, Steve, you had me and then you lost me because you brought up teenagers and kids and I'm out. Mine graduated years ago. They're out of the house. I'm done. Whatever it might be, listen to me. 470,000 people need to be in groups. Need to be in groups. How's your group going? Have you started a group in your community with your neighbors last night? Marcy and I, we went across the street to meet our neighbors and to spend time with them because we care about them and they invited us over. So we went there to be with them. At Faith Promise, we believe, we believe that part of serving is telling them of him. And if you're not already serving here at your home church, how can we believe that we're going to be serving or, or, or sharing the gospel with people on Facebook or Instagram or any other social media platform? We're not. So let that be your next step. Maybe after hearing today's message this time, you're feeling something and you're experiencing something. And what that is, that's not an emotion. That's, a, that's, a, that's the Holy Spirit poking at your heart. Maybe you have never experienced the true love of God. Maybe you don't know what that means. Now's your time. You see, this weekend, if you're having a hard time caring for others, maybe it's because you're not feeling cared for. But there's good news. That's what the gospel is. It's good news. You see, God cares, loves and cares so great about you and I that he wants a relationship with us. The God of the universe, the God that created the mountains that surround us here, that God wants a relationship with us. So 2,000 years ago, he stepped down from heaven. Jesus came down from heaven onto earth so that could happen, to make that possible. Here's the problem. Some of us are facing real problems. And those problems are consequences of the mistakes that we've made. Mistakes that the Bible calls sin. But guess what? There's more good news. You see, we believe here at Faith Promise, we believe when God stepped out of heaven in the form of a man named Jesus, he willingly laid down his life 
on a Roman cross to pay for all our mistakes, all of your mistakes and all of my mistakes. We also believe that Jesus showed his power over sin and death by conquering the grave, by raising up from the grave, amen? Paul, one of Jesus' earliest followers, wrote this, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For the heart of a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So if you're ready, if you're ready to make the first of the next steps, we're gonna pray together. And because here at Faith Promise, we, no one does life alone, we also do not pray alone. We wanna invite you in to pray with me. I wanna invite you in to pray with me right now. So if you've never prayed this prayer before, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, we're all gonna pray together so that you can do this. If you're watching online, lean in and repeat these words. Father, I have fallen short. I have allowed sin, selfishness to rule my life. But today, I surrender to you. Today, I'm committed to going all in. Have your way with me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know that. Not so that we can mark uh, another check in the box, but because we want to come alongside you and help you take those next steps in your journey. You can let us know by sending us a text. We will follow up with you. Or you can fill out a communication card. And then here at Faith Promise, our next steps are literally called that. They're called next steps. And we would love to partner with you to see that happen, to help you get plugged in, to serve, and to experience the goodness of God's mercy, grace, and love. As we continue our time of worship this morning, it's sometimes easy to forget just how blessed we are as people in this land, the United States of America. Not just in freedom, but all other ways. God blesses us, many of us financially, in Matthew 10, Jesus is talking to the disciples and preparing to send them out to go share the gospel or what we call here at Faith Promise to go tell them of him. He's getting ready to send them out to share the good news. And Jesus instructs them this, verse seven, he says, and as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out the demons. Freely you have received, freely give. That is why we give. At Faith Promise, we not only serve others and bring the real love to real people with real problems, but we give generously in every way. Because just as Jesus said, freely we received, so freely we give. That's why teenagers can show up here on a Wednesday and experience that real love of Jesus Christ. So this Independence Day, I wanna invite you in. Let's not forget how much Jesus gave to set us free. We're free so that we could give to help set others free. 
This is just one of the many reasons we are so generous at Faith Promise. And because of your generosity, despite a global pandemic called the coronavirus and an economic downturn, we are still able to continue bringing help and hope, relief to our community, to families just like yours and mine. You might already be given online. Maybe this weekend you need to take a next step in generosity and trust God with that generosity step. There's three ways that you can do that. One is to give us, give on faithpromise.org forward slash give. The second way is to, to give is by putting in the amount and then texting it to the number on the screen. And the third way is the old fashioned snail mail. You can write a check or send cash and put an envelope. Just make sure you indicate on that envelope your campus so that we know how to prioritize it for you. Faith Promise, thank you for walking in freedom and faith and continuing your commitment to this real love movement that we call a Faith Promise family. Thank you for letting me share my heart with you. Would you pray with me right now? Jesus, we are going all in because we know that you have called us to be the church. You have called us and equipped us to share your good news, your gospel with our family, friends, and neighbors. So Father, I pray, I pray for every person in this room, every person who hears my voice, that we would have an unquenchable thirst, an undeniable desire, God, to share your gospel with people. That as a church, we would become more known for what we're for, you and people, than what we're against. We love you, God, and we surrender to you in Jesus' precious name. Amen.